0: Wahoo! What's up? What's up? What's up? Whew, got another live episode for you guys today. We got DFS in the house, and we're going to be breaking down tonight's insane matchup. Tonight's insane matchup, of course, the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, this one's a little bit tricky, so. It's going to have a couple different you know angles that I want to approach, and I do want to let you guys know that unfortunately my dog is really really sick right now. Uh, he's throwing up all over the place and he won't stop pooping. So I'm going to make this episode as quick and painless as I can and try and run through this very very quickly. But like I said, this this matchup over here has a completely different feel than it did with the you know Thursday night matchup. What a lot of people are going to end up doing with this matchup is trying to uh, to uh, to top stack, excuse me, to top stack these lineups with Garoppolo, you know, with Lamar Jackson, uh, with Travis Kelsey, with Mark Andrews, with with Tyreek Hill, with Marquise Brown. They're going to try and top stack a lot of these guys, and then take a lot of flyers on the lower end side. The other way that a lot of people are going to approach this is take a you know fully loaded Kansas City side and a fully loaded, of course. Baltimore Ravens side. I kind of like a little bit different idea to this. Now, the majority of my lineups will be that top loaded, you know, type thing, but I will have some in there where I'm not going to be playing uh, Mahomes. I'm not going to be playing Lamar Jackson. And there's some that I might not play both. So I know that sounds crazy. I know that it does because, you know, obviously with, with Patrick Mahomes, we'll start out with the Kansas City side. Obviously with, with Patrick Mahomes, uh, he crushed it last year up against the, the Ravens right? I mean, he went 27 for 37 for 374 yards and three touchdowns, right? That was earlier in the season before Marcus Peter was, was there. So I don't know if it's going to be the same result as, as what we saw last year. This Baltimore Ravens defense is, is really, really good. I mean, Baker Mayfield obviously couldn't do anything against him and Sean Watson couldn't really do anything against him. 275 yards and 36 attempts and a touchdown plus an interception. I mean, that's not very good overall. So, I think that Mahomes is better than obviously those two, and I am playing him in a lot of lineups. But I think that there are ones that you can get away with not playing them. For example, uh, if you're sitting there and you're looking at Mark Ingram and Sammy Watkins and stacking those two, you can actually play those two instead of playing, you know, somebody like Mah- Mahomes and a lower end flyer. And if Sammy Watkins can go out there and get a touchdown, hundred yards and five receptions, that's already hitting the, the price insinuations that is on Patrick Holmes. So if Patrick Holmes falls short, you know, or, or doesn't end up, you know, hitting those pricing expectations, but still has a receiver like Sammy Watkins, who can get hundred yards and, and a touchdown on five receptions, Miko Hardman's very capable of doing that as well. You can end up getting those, those mid tier guys or those mid price guys to actually do work for you and Hell, it could end up being that number one lineup on the week because so many people are going to have Mahomes and so many people are going to have, uh, I'm sorry, Lamar Jackson. So, I am not a big fan of, of playing some of these bottom barrel guys like Byron Pringle, but there are a few out there that, that I am interested in playing and, and we'll go over that here in a second, but... Just to be clear, I am going to be playing Mahomes and Lamar Jackson in a lot of lineups. And I'm going to start out with the Mahomes side. Like we said, we're going Kansas City first. And Tyreek Hill is actually going to be a lock for me in the majority of my lineups. Uh, The Ravens have struggled a little on the outside, but the slot is where they're quote-unquote eating. It's pretty much where they're giving up the most amount of yards, although it's not a ton. You know, Jarvis Landry had five receptions for 61 yards. Brandon Cooks had five receptions for 95 yards. Cobb had five receptions for 59 yards, and a lot of these actual, you know, yards that were gained were actually done so in the slot or out of the slot, I should say. So I do like Tyreek Hill a lot this week, um, not to mention Tyreek Hill is a far superior athlete to, of course, Landry, Cooks, and, and Cobb. So with that 447 speed, right, that Jimmy Smith is going to be in there because Taven Young is out with an injury, that 447 speed for Jimmy Smith is not going to be able to keep up with Tyreek Hill's speed. I really, I really like the Cheetah this week. He's a smash play for me. Absolute smash. Now with Watkins, he's also seen snaps in the slot and he's injured. I haven't seen the injury report saying if he's going to play or not, but he had a concussion. I think he's good to go. I think the bigger part to this is actually the neck injury and if he can handle the pain in his neck. So if he does actually go and he gets to see some slot snaps, I kind of like him in, in quite a few looks. And I'm not a Watkins guy. I, I do not like playing Sammy Watkins. I call it chasing the dragon where you're trying to find these weeks where Sammy Watkins hits and it's very, very rare. So I'm not really on Sammy Watkins, but at his price, I mean, he's not bad. But speaking of his price, you have Miko Hardman, just a few hundred less. And if, if, if Sammy Watkins does not play, Miko is going to be a lock for me. He stepped up this past week, saw the second most snaps of any wide receiver after Watkins went down. So I think that Miko Hardman can be a smash play. I mean, last year, right? Last year, he had, what, two catches for 95 yards and a touchdown up against the Ravens. Now, like we said, it was a different Baltimore Ravens team in the beginning of the year compared to what we saw at the end of the year but I still think that he can absolutely go off. And I think it's kind of a contrarian play because you do have Sammy Watkins so close in pricing. I think a lot more people are going to be on Sammy Watkins than they are going to be on Miko Hardman. So I think Miko Hardman's kind of, kind of sneaky to an extent. I love him, love him with Watkins, uh, you know, dealing with an injury guy that I'm not touching is going to be uh, Marcus Robinson uh, or DeMarcus Robinson. I apologize Demarcus Marcus Robinson. I'm not on him this week. Uh typically the Ravens are pretty good on the outside overall. Their safeties are good in deep coverage. Uh, I think that Robinson on the side that he plays is gonna have to see a lot of Marcus Peters. I am not on Robinson this game. I might have him one lineup, but that's gonna be it. Maybe, maybe two. All right. Travis Galaxy is an obvious must play. Like obvious must play for a lot of your lineups, but not for all of them. He's gonna be the most owned player probably across across the slate. And it's no surprise as to why. I mean, he's probably the best receiver, you know, out there for for the tight end landscape, of course. But the bigger thing that I was looking at was the Ravens have allowed over 50 yards to two two tight ends, you know, over the first two weeks and a touchdown to two different tight ends. Kelsey has had over 50 yards in both weeks and a touchdown in each week. Last week, he had over 14 targets. Now, I don't want Kelsey to go off selfishly because I played him in the, you know, I play him in the Scott Fishbowl. And I forgot to to click submit after I changed out AJ Brown for Andy Isabella, baby. That's right, Andy Isabella season is here. But we're not talking about that right now. Uh, I'll I'll get to my victory laps tomorrow. But yeah, I, I think Kelsey's going to absolutely eat the, the Ravens blitz forty seven point one percent of the time. So I think they're going to still try and get pressure on Mahomes. Uh, that means that Kelsey's going to be left in one on one coverage in a lot of different situations, and Kelsey can win those lineups. I like Kelsey a lot. He will be chalky, but I'm going to be riding that chalk even in tournaments for Kelsey. Now, hypothetically, if the Raiders, or Ravens back off on their blitzing, which I don't really see happening, but if the Ravens actually back off on their blitzing, I could actually see Uh, Hardman and Hill actually take over in this matchup. And so with those lineups where you don't play Kelsey, I think you have to take a shot on these, these deep guy targets like Hardman and Hill. I would even play them in the same lineup from time to time, because if they both end up going off, you're talking about big, big, big time fantasy points. So even Robinson to an extent in that one lineup that I'm going to be playing Robinson in, I'm not going to be playing Travis Kelsey. Yeah. I'm playing Kelsey in a lot of places, but if you don't, you got to go with those guys. Of course. Now, I've said play CEH in week one for DFS. I said play him in week one, absolutely. For week two, I said, you know, back it off a little bit, but you can play him. I mean, he's playable. I don't love him, but he's playable. In week three, I'm saying be cautious if you do play him. Baltimore's one of the best teams up against the running back. And there are a million different scenarios. I know there are a million different scenarios where, you know, CEH could get the targets at the end of the game because they could be losing or, you know, maybe they go up and CEH gets all the, the handoffs and ends up having 23 touches again and yada, yada, yada. Like there are a million different scenarios, plus Klyas Campbell's out. So I, I think Wolf is also doubtful, question mark. But either way, I, I understand the CEH love this week. But I'm not going to be playing him in every single lineup. I think that you should play him very sparingly. Um, He's not a bad price, but I think that actually will hurt his ownership or help his, I guess, hurt his ownership in terms of, you know, you trying to find that contrarian play. And I don't know if the contrarian play is actually CEH this week. I think his ownership is going to be a little up there now. Yeah, he's a guy that I'm I'm sprinkling in my lineups more so than backing up the truck for. Now, I got a few flyers for you guys on the chief side of things. Uh, you have Kaiser over there at tight end. Uh, he's interesting. He had 30 snaps, I believe, if I remember correct- correctly, in week one. He dropped back down to 11 snaps in week two. The thing is with the Ravens is the the touchdowns and the yards they're actually giving up is actually to the secondary tight end in the offense for the most part. I believe Darren Fells got the touchdown, but Aikens has got the yards from from last week's matchup. So they're still giving up, you know, plenty of production to the secondary tight end and Kaiser is like 200. So he could be a guy that hell, if he gives you a touchdown, then you are celebrating, but he could give you, you know, three catches for 40 yards and and you'd be happy because you did get to front load that lineup. Now, Darwin Thompson. I love this play this week. This is probably one of my favorite plays and and he's a flyer. He's getting a ton of hype right now uh, from you know, all the reporters over there in, in Kansas City. They're all saying that, that he's going to be the guy that the Chiefs don't like uh, Daryl Williams and that Darwin Thompson and his increase in snaps last week, he saw 15 when Daryl Williams actually only saw 10. Uh, they're saying the hype is real. Uh, he out-snapped, yeah, he out-snapped Williams and then he actually, he actually carried the ball four times for 21 yards. And I believe the majority of those 21 yards came on a f- explosive-looking 14-yard, if I remember correctly, 14-yard run. Uh, once again, he's only 200, so he's probably my favorite flyer. If I'm you know, front stacking that, that lineup, dude, I love, I love me some, uh, some Darwin Thompson. Absolutely. They can get work in the passing game. My only concern is that the, the Ravens do end up getting pressure, like significant amount of pressure on Mahomes, so they bring in Darrell Williams to help block. But I, dude, I, I think that Darwin Thompson is a smash play at 200. Uh, side note, I actually like the kickers a lot this week too for both teams. So if you guys are just tuning in, I just want to give you guys a heads up. I'm about to hop on the Raven side of things, but this is a very escalated version of what I normally do for DFS. My dog is really, really sick. I'm kind of worried about him. I'm taking him to the emergency room. Um, So yeah, I'm kind of hurrying through this. So, all right, Jackson, we're looking at a very similar situation. He's a thousand, I believe more than Patrick Mahomes. So once again, you could kind of do a different stack that could actually pay off. Uh, Jackson last year actually didn't do too well up against the Chiefs. Now, obviously, that was a different Jackson. It was like week three. They're all kind of learning, they're all kind of getting adjusted. Uh, I think he's kind of figured his way out now. But I think that, that Jackson, you can find other ways. Oh, sorry, getting a phone call from the vet. Uh, you can find other ways to actually make your fantasy points uh, or come, come from your fantasy points and get better value. Uh, Than Lamar Jackson could offer. Now, I'm not saying don't play Lamar Jackson. I'm just saying there are certain lineups where you could feel okay not playing Lamar Jackson. But I really do like him this year. He's 10th in deep ball completion percentage, right? And according to player profile, he has 100% completion percentage and a clean pocket. That's insane. I love that. And Alec Okafor is out. It's nuts that he's second in adjusted yards per attempt. I love that too right? That shows that he's not dumping it off. And he's fourth in target accuracy. The dude's really, really freaking good. But my favorite part, my favorite thing about every aspect of him is that his receivers are first in the NFL with 2.44 yards of separation per target. That's insane. That's massive, massive gaping holes that he has to throw the ball into, right? Like how can you not be accurate when when you're sitting there and you're looking at 2.44 Yards of separation per target. That's insane. That's like throwing a hot dog down a hallway. That's how much space you have to throw. That's crazy to me. Right. And he's still running the ball in the red zone as well. He's leading the league in red zone carries. I believe he's, he's top two at least. I think he's leading the league with like five or six. So this chief's defense rate has been good but not great. They've allowed one touchdown in the air, one touchdown on the ground to the QB in each of their first two games. So I think Lamar Jackson can score in the air and on the ground. And like I said, with Oak four outs and possibly ward two, various ward, I think it could be a smash play. I love, love, love Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying don't play him, but I think that there's a lineup or two that you can, you know, kind of take the, the value that you're spending on him and use it on some of these other players. Now Marquise Brown, he should be the answer this week. Uh, Hamilton, the defensive back, he, uh, he was injured last week, got in a week uh, full practices, so he's expected to go. And Charverius Ward, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if he's going to play yet. That's still questionable. I mean, you can re-injure your hand very, very easily. And if he does, if he does play, then he's pretty much just playing with one hand. So yeah, I, I actually really, really love, I love Marquise Brown. They were rolling up four safeties last week. That's kind of crazy to me. And honestly, just looking at the the numbers right here, I actually might rather have the safety L Jarius Sneed to match up with Marquise Brown because Hamilton is just so far less athletic. I actually like Marquise Brown to smash this week up against Hamilton. Absolutely. Love it. Um, Miles Boykin is another guy that I really love this week. Uh, He's going to be a smash play for me. He's hyper athletic. He's a big physical receiver and he's leading the team in snaps now, although that hasn't really returned fantasy value all that much. He's, he's like bound to actually have a big game. If he's going to be faced up against Ward, which is that's going to be the projection. They line up on the same side. Ward won't be able to give him as much press coverage because of his injured hand. So allowing a free release is deadly for a guy like, like miles Boykin, you know, in the red zone with, with somebody with his physical attributes. I mean, we could see him finish with two touchdowns on like four catches in this game while the defense is, you know, they focus on Waller down in the red zone. Give me one-on-one coverage with Traverius Ward with a hurt hand. And if he's out, then you're probably getting Hamilton or a safety over there. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not, I think that the Miles Boykin is going to smash. Now, I don't like saying this. I really don't. I do not like saying this, but Sneed. Willie Sneed could work this week. Oh God, it felt so gross. Oh, it felt gross. Uh, the receivers who are beating the chiefs this year, they're doing so out of the slot. So uh, I, I think that Willie Sneed is a play in a few lineups. I don't like his athleticism. I don't think he has a ton of upside, but they're, they're literally, they're, they're just giving points away to the slot position this year. Uh, just cause you, you have nowhere else to go with, with Kansas city. I don't know. I like Willie Sneed. I do. Uh, it's felt so gross, ain't it? All right. Mark Andrews is, of course, a smash play, just like Travis Kelsey. The Chiefs have given up 141 yards and a touchdown to the tight ends this season. I don't think we need to talk about it that much. Uh, I think Mark Andrews is going to absolutely do work out there. If they do end up happening to take him away, then obviously you got to play your your outside receivers, and that allows for Miles Boykin and Marquise Brown to absolutely go off. But Mark Andrews is, is kind of a, it's kind of a sneaky play over there. I mean, not a a C play. It's kind of like a lock play. Uh, I'm going to have him in a lot of lineups as long as he fits in with the pricing. So if, as if the receivers weren't, you know, dicey enough of which way to go with their the receiving corks, I'd name pretty much every receiver. Uh, the, the running back position is even tougher. Now the Chiefs aren't great when it comes to running against, or, or yeah, running against them up the middle, but they are very, very, very subpar on the outside. And with Okafor out, I think it could go even harder. And we see, you know, JK Dobbins getting a few touches. I believe he tied in snaps with Edwards last week. But I think I'm going to be off Edwards a little bit more than I am the other two guys. And I'm really, really in on Ingram. I was looking at his run charts from week two, and almost every single one of his runs we're, we're trying to hit that left tackle and that right tackle and get to the outside. So, I'm loving Mark Ingram in this matchup. I think that you can fit in J.K. Dobbins to an extent, but I'm not going to be playing a ton of J.K. Dobbins. Um, Ingram, for me, is is probably going to be the guy I'm playing if I'm looking to play the running back position. Now, when it comes with flyers, or comes to flyers, like I already mentioned, I actually really like both these kickers this week. But let me go down here and check it out. Nick Boyle was actually the leading receiver, or the leading pass catcher, I should say, for the Baltimore Ravens last year in week three, when they matched up. So he's, he's going to be a play. I mean, he always has these surprise games where he has like, you know, a touchdown catch or two. So it could be once again, this week. I like it. Uh, Devin Duvernay is not getting a ton of snaps, but I kind of like him as a flyer. If Baltimore goes down, if you think that Kansas city is going to run away with this game, which is not the direction I think it's going to go. But if you have that narrative in place, Devin Duvernay at 400 is a sick, sick play. Uh, he could absolutely take one to the house. And then, <clears throat> is that pretty much it? Yeah, I'm not on James Prochet. I'm not on Hill. That's pretty much going to wrap up all of those guys. So, uh, Gus Edwards at 1600 is kind of sexy, though. I don't know. Maybe I'll have equal shares. I'm not going to be playing them everywhere, though. I really like Ingram in this matchup. But, yeah. Anyways, guys, I got to get out of here. I have to take my dog to the vet. I appreciate everybody that, that tuned in. Thank you guys for listening, and thank you for letting me intervene with your fantasy football life. I'm out. Is a yacht. That's how you bang a podcast.